podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Blue you saw me standing Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair. It's 2024, and as far as Manchester City is concerned, it's business as usual. A potential banana skin of a third-round FA Cup tie against championship side Huddersfield on Sunday. No problem. A 5-0 win. Five Academy graduates play their part. A five-star performance from Phil Foden, and it took Kevin De Bruyne about five seconds to make an impact too. Um, and this weekend is a visit to the oil club in the northeast, Newcastle. Um, to discuss that and three, and sorry, to discuss that and much more. I've got three guests, not five. I'm trying to be clever there, not five again. We're sticking with three. Three guests. Welcome back. Welcome back to Graham Reed. Hi, Reedy. Hi, Nigel. How are you? I'm very well. Great to have you back. Good. Welcome to two. Good, good to be back. Excellent. Two slightly more regulars. Uh, David Blakeney. Hi, David. Hi, Nigel. And Spencer Debson. Hi, Spencer. Hi, Nigel. Before we crack on with Huddersfield Town, Reedy, it's, it's a while since you've been on. You've been travelling the world. Uh, we know you're at your home and away pretty much every game, including including Saudi Arabia. And I know we've kind of discussed that, but you were there. You travelled yes. the yes. City. I just, I'd just be really fascinating to hear a little bit about the trip, what it was like. Uh, we've we've had a bit of an exchange. You talked about amazing having so many City fans who have not got a clue about this club. I think it's what you said in one message to me. Yes, but, I've but, never but, seen so many people not understand not not understand anything about Man City wearing the shirts, <laughs> um, and all they all they were interested in were Harland, 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 and we had to explain to them in broken English that he wasn't actually playing, which <laughs> they didn't seem to matter at all to their enthusiasm. There were some great moments. I sent you a photo of before the game. There were were praying, not not for Man City, unfortunately, but just praying in general as they tend to in the sort of concourse under the ground, which was a, a new one for me. Um, they're very welcoming people, had a fabulous time. Not much to do is the truth of it. Um, but the 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 the, the, um, the stadium was fabulous. And obviously we managed to get there on the Monday night and we went to see the Egyptian team play the Brazilian team. And if I'd had a million pound, I'd have put on, we were going to win because the Egyptians ran around with no talent and the Brazilians had a lot of talent and they didn't run. It was like watching a Sunday morning team. So we knew on Monday night we were going to win it, to be fair. We'd have had to play pretty poorly. Um, and so obviously they did that. They did that comfortably and looked good. So we had a great time. We were surrounded. We met lots of City fans in Saudi, in, in, in um, Jeddah itself because there were only four or five things to do on the tourist map and everyone was going to the same places. So we kept bumming into the same people. But in the ground itself, as you saw from the photos and probably on telly, there were thousands of blue shirts because obviously everybody wants to support Man City, which was great. I mean, it's great considering, you know, being a Southerner. Um, and I went to school way back in the 70s and I was the only person with the one shirt in the whole whole of the school. And there I am in uh, in Saudi Arabia and there's there's... 10,000 people in blue shirts. It's it's slightly surreal, but there you go. We move on. It was a fabulous trip. If they get to the World Club Championship again in Saudi Arabia, I won't go. <laughs> because you've done it or there are some... You've only given us the positives. What Were, were there some negatives to go there with no that? No negatives at all. It just wasn't an awful... For a five-day trip, because obviously we went to both games, there wasn't loads to do. Um, it, it You know, it, it was great. It was great. It was a great experience. But uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. But it was fabulous. It's great seeing them. It's another trophy, isn't it? And uh, yeah, we're very lucky to have gone. 
Amazing. How many, how many British fans do you, do you reckon made that? Oh, I'd probably go for 500, would be my guess. It's difficult because you're all spread, the tickets are all spread out all around the ground. So in our particular block, there was probably, when I looked around for both the games, it was probably 20, 30, that, because they hadn't put everybody together. And there's one whole side of the ground was obviously totally for the locals and dignitaries. So we're, we're all in three sides. Um, but I don't know, maybe a thousand, I don't know. But it it, it, it certainly was, um, yeah, it was good. It was very good. And you must have seen some familiar faces from your travels with City, or not? Was it literally no, just you no, and your not son? not a single or... person. Um, the bloke who sits behind me every week, he said he was going out via Dubai, but we didn't bump into him. Um, but we bumped into the same people in the week. In my <laughs> hotel, in the hotel Finley and I were staying in, we had a breakfast was like being in Manchester. I mean, everyone was, <laughs> obviously, they was chosen the reasonably cheap hotel. And they're all wearing their blue shirts. And then we'd see them at the aquarium. We had we haven't been to an aquarium since Finley was about five, but we went there and saw everyone. There was a fountain to be seen, which we all went to. We, all, you know, everyone was bumping into each other. Coffee shop, same old people. So you know, we had a we had a we had a good time, and we won, which is the most important thing. Can I just ask, what was the atmosphere like in the ground? Yeah. Yeah, um, the game. it was great, the actually. The, 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 the locals are really excitable. Um, they cheered everything and anything. It's, it's odd when they cheer a city attack and then a Fluminese attack. I mean, it's, it's surreal again, but they're all quite keen. They're up and down stairs all the time, getting themselves drinks and all sorts. But there was lots of cheering and excitement. A bit like, um, a bit like going to a, a, a crowd, I don't know... Um, like a school crowd, if you're going to a, see your kid play in a swimming tournament or something and everyone jumps around and gets excitable and everybody wants everyone to win, it's, you know, it, there's no, there was very little um, tribalism at all. Uh, the, the, we met a few Brazilians, obviously, with their shirts. They were really nice guys. Um, so, uh, yeah, they, they, were, they were doing the aquarium as well. So it's just same old things. But, um, yeah, it was it was a good atmosphere without it being a sort of Englishy type or even a European-type atmosphere at all. Well, well, let's talk about a real English thing, which is the FA Cup third round. You get, don't get much more English than that, do you, really? So uh, Premier League champions, FA Cup holders, Manchester City against uh, Huddersfield Town. Um, David, yeah. enjoy, enjoy the game. It was, a, it was a bit of a... Didn't really have to get out of third gear, did we, really? It was very, compre- very comfortable, comprehensive... Great, great performance, wasn't it, all round, wasn't it? Wow. So many positives to talk about, surely. We can now tell my son about the 10-1 about 35 years ago, <laughs> which uh, I said we might not get a repeat. Um, first half was awfully boring. Second half was a lot better, whether that's to do with the tempo going up with some of the players they brought on. But I, I know they did have to behind, but we were awfully slow. And it was one of the most boring first halves I watched for a long time. But I thought in the second half was actually quite good, uh, and some particularly good um, players and some good performances there. Um, you're going to talk about Foden, haven't you? I think Spencer. I mean, head and shoulders. What what a player! And 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 maybe we can talk about that that position he played, that role he fulfills with, without KDB. Um, so let's let's talk about that without KDB first, in terms of the freedom he has and, and, and the talent that he showed on the day. Yeah, well, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens now with, with KDB coming back into the team. But we've long wanted him to occupy the sort of central role, um, which he's sort of been in for the last, I don't know, eight to ten games. 
Um, and he's really excelled. I mean, he's he's been, I think, said he's sort of man of the match for quite a few of those. Uh, and he's just got this eye for goal, hasn't he? He's um, he's willing to take that shot, a few shots there on the keeper. Obviously, he scored a brace. Um, but he's got that great talent. And I do think we think that that's what his natural position should be for City. And I don't know how they'll integrate KDB around him and the other players around him. But it does seem that he really enjoys playing there. Um, and with his undoubted talent, he's got you know got the most to contribute to the team in that in that place. So I mean, it, there was some there was some there was some lovely individual moves. Uh, I mean, we'll go on to talk about the goals, I suppose. But, but you know that that finish for that fourth goal, his second goal, uh, where he just sort of ran onto the ball, and it was it was a sort of football ballet that wasn't it. And that that finish, the precision of that finish, outstanding. So yeah, it was yeah you know another great game. I mean, it's interesting, Graham, isn't it? He's a, he's a relatively young man. He's he's played, you know, two hundred odd games of City already, um, and in that role, in that central role, he does seem to be blossoming, doesn't he? It doesn't seem to oh, be his natural. It's his natural position. He seems yes. to really perform there. And he's very keen in interviews afterwards to always mention that's where he, yeah, that's his position. He wants to play there. But having seen De Bruyne stride on yesterday, um, he. He's the first player for a long while that's walked onto the pitch at the, the treble winners as if he owned the place. He strode, his whole body language was, I'm here, I'm back, I'm the best player. Give me the ball. He told everyone where to go. They all Sometimes they made passes to him that they shouldn't have done because he's Kevin De Bruyne. I mean, it's just amazing and a team of superstars that he is. He thinks he's, you could tell by his whole approach that he thought he was a superstar. And it's ma- magic to have him back. And I suspect Foden will end up doing what Silva does. And obviously certain games, as Pep pointed out afterwards, he will play in the middle. But I still think while Kevin De Bruyne is playing, Foden will play at least a third of his games out wide. Because he still does a great job out there, doesn't he? I mean, he's not he's not as good, but you wouldn't you'd, you'd rather have him out wide than not in the team. And what have we missed with Foden? What uh, with with De Bruyne rather? What what is it? I mean, you, you, I mean the the biggest well, cheer la, the, the last the biggest cheer the last game was it's, him it's the, up, confidence. the biggest cheer was him coming on. It's the confidence, Nigel, that when he gets the ball, he will always play forward. He tends to go forward more than any other player. He tries to play passes that other players are maybe are not allowed to or don't attempt. Um, he gave the ball away like he usually does a couple of times yesterday, trying impossible passes, but he. He, he strides around and he plays He plays balls that other people just don't play. And he's obviously, a, 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 the coaching's quite, you know, they, they're, they're quite rigid, aren't they, in the way they stand out, how Pep likes to do it. But but KDB is the one player who's allowed to do basically what he likes because um, he works hard, doesn't he? So, And you can just see that instantly we're playing more forward passes and it, 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 it was just, it was excellent. It was just excellent to see him back. And I, for the first time yesterday, I thought, dare I say it, we'll win the league this year. Uh, okay. Uh, we might do. Uh, Spencer, what is it, do you think we've missed particularly with, with De Bruyne? I mean, obviously Reedy's come up with a number of examples of that kind of forward pass, that, that imp- impossible pass, just sort of the, the impact that he had the second he came on the pitch. What, what have we missed from your perspective? Well, I suppose it's in a way it's sort of the unexpected. I mean, he sort of creates things that that you even we can't see from the um, you know from the sort of TV camera perspective. 
Uh, I mean, that fifth goal was was a bit of an example there, where um, there was that interchange with uh, with Oscar Bob. I'm sure we'll come on to talk about him because he, he looked great. Um, but that that move wasn't really on. But sort of De Bruyne, you know, to, to, to took the one two there and ended up in a position on the byline that we weren't really expecting. You know, pings it back in and good finish by Doku. So you know, I don't think that was a sort of move that we necessarily would have constructed without him you know so that that was sort of an example um but but yeah it's that unexpected and that just that sheer vision uh that we don't even see from the stands that somehow he can see on a football pitch we've missed it david haven't we and uh the last few oh. weeks um we had a period didn't we where we drew, we drew a few okay if, if those around us have stalled a bit as well which means we're still in the mix but we haven't quite been firing on on all cylinders and i know it was only it was only huddersfield town but you did feel as though in that second half in particular we did start to click didn't we with him with with de bruyne wow. back it did seem to make a big difference didn't it yeah i mean we took certain players off who i think were slowing the tempo down um as soon the interesting thing when De Bruyne comes on, is everyone wants to pass the ball to him. It was literally, it was almost laughable. That literally everyone did it. It, it. We were just watching it go, oh my God, they just can't wait to get the ball to him. The other thing is, I think Foden is magnificent at the moment in the middle. Will he not maybe play De Bruyne a bit more to the right? Instead of moving Foden, why not have Foden in the middle and move De Bruyne to the right? Because De Bruyne's just as good moving him from the right. So um, I hope he might move it forward a bit because whatever happens, those two need to play together. I watch De Bruyne um, Foden at the moment. I just think that guy is the most amazing player now. And the way he's even starting to take his goals. I'd love Southgate to actually trying to explain to most of us why he doesn't think Foden can play that central role because he made a statement saying he can't play the central role for his own team because he'd never been given that role before and Southgate oh my god I thought that was one of the most ridiculous statements he's ever made if he um, can't see the talent there so yeah it was just but yeah look at the tempo yesterday and that's what Kevin does and I think him and him and Foden are the two key ones and it was actually quite enjoyable you 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 start to watch that setting off and feel that actually yeah this is where we should be now and it's such a shame we didn't have him before because I think we wasted quite a few points so yeah it was fabulous Reedy, do you want to come back to David then on that point of this sort of Foden and De Bruyne playing together? He reckons that we should be kind of pushing De Bruyne. Well, out, I don't, I don't, I don't, even... I, I don't like that. I don't like De Bruyne wide. It, it, I don't know if you can remember. We went to a cup final once against Arsenal, and he played De Bruyne in the first half, right hand side, and I spent the whole forty-five minutes moaning that, that this has got. And I think it was nil-nil at half time. Might have been one-nil. Where I might have got one, but I, but I, um, but they moved him inside second half. It's, it's. I would if it was. I was the manager. I play Foden and De Bruyne in the middle together. But I'm not the manager. And one of the things that he's very good at, Pep, even though it's very frustrating when you go and watch sometimes, he's, he's quite pragmatic some ways. So when we go to certain places, he will play uh, somebody a little bit more um, defensively. Someone like Bernardo or Kovacic in there. And either De Bruyne or Foden, and I think currently because of his fitness levels and because he's uh, probably better defensively, I would imagine if he had to push one of them wide, I would imagine it will be Foden. Um, but I think long term, I don't know how, De, how long De Bruyne has got. I mean, 
it's not that quick anyway. So probably, to, hopefully, we'll sign him on a new contract and get two or three more years. But I think obviously Foden's proved, and I don't think he's much doubting all the way along that he is he is the key to our future in the middle. He will be a he is a superstar already, but he, he he's just looking better and better. And the way he takes the ball and turns and runs at people, I mean, it's just you know he's 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 right up there, isn't he? Spencer, your thoughts on these two together then before we move on to this crop of youngsters who I'm really keen to spend a bit of time talking about. Uh, in, in terms of the two together, obviously Reedy's come up with maybe both of them in the middle. Uh, David's got a different view of demoting De Bruyne um, as he's aging, as his legs give up, you know, so stick him out on the right. So he out to sort of, sort of, you know, a bit like an old, an old donkey, you know, kind of out the donkey sanctuary out on the right there and leave young Phil Foden to control things, I think is what David said. Uh, where, where, where do you sit on that one? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I suppose there's more than one solution to this sort of nice problem to have, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's not actually irrelevant that, you know, Foden is, is, is 23 and, and uh, De Bruyne is 33 or, you know. So it's clear that obviously uh, KDB is, you know, in, in the latter couple of years. So he might, you know, play him to strength um, whilst he's here, which is, is probably his overall strength would be a more central role. Um, but he does rove rove all over the bloody pitch, doesn't he? He's got that licence. So I, I, I really have no idea how it'll how it'll pan out. But uh, certainly you'd think in the future Foden will be, um, you know, his natural sort of end position will definitely be in the centre somewhere uh, than wide. And, of course, the, the, the happiest person yesterday um, for me was, uh, was 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 in the stands with Erling Haaland. I mean, he must have been thrilled to see uh, KDB back on the pitch and he's, and he's sort of licking his lips to get back into the team and, and, and start banging the goals in again. Absolutely, we look forward to him coming back. I'm not sure where David's going to play him. He might have him at centre back or something just to <laughs> ease ease his way in, sort of gently. I just want to. I had a bit of banter with a friend of mine who's happens to be a Huddersfield Town fan, sort of uh, yesterday evening, talking about sort of money bags, Manchester City, you know that old sort of uh, that old chestnut. And I kind of just sent him a little list of uh, Phil Foden, born Stockport, joined Manchester City, aged four. Uh, Rico Lewis, born Greater Manchester, joined Manchester City, aged eight. Uh, Micah Hamilton, jo- uh, born Manchester, joined Manchester City, aged nine. Uh, Jacob Wright, debut, uh, just to remind ourselves, born Greater Manchester, joined Manchester City, aged eight. Uh, and then, of course, Oscar Bob, who joined City, I think he was 16 or something like that. But, you know, that is, that's five players, that's almost half the team, yeah, part of that amazing academy. Um, Spencer, just kind of, just in general terms, let's just sort of wax lyrical about this. It's, we don't just have the greatest manager or the greatest chairman or the greatest setup of a club. We've just also got the greatest academy, haven't we now as well? This is just, this is what it's about. And it wasn't just the fact we've got these players playing, it's the way they slotted in. They just played the pep way as if they'd been playing there for years. These are 17, 18 year old lads who have just just live and breathe the Manchester City mm. way. It was just that for me. Yeah, of course, Foden was fantastic and KDB being back. But this is almost bigger for me. This is just well, amazing, isn't it? It is amazing. I mean, it reflects all the all the awards that we've won at, uh, at youth level. Uh, and I suppose one of the one of the I remember one of the early uh, statements that was made when uh, Sheikh Mansour came in was, you know, we're going to uh, refresh high the whole campus thing, the academy. And, you know, of course, you think, well, OK, we'd expect the, the, to set up an academy and for that to be, you know, be part of the sort of the, the project. Uh, but I think we're now really in the last 
you know, number of years starting to see the real benefits of this. I mean, we've long spoken on the podcast about the, uh, you know, the, the sort of commercial aspects of, of the academy uh, and those players that never end up uh, filtering through to the first team uh, that, that nevertheless uh, we sell for a lot of money. But we're now really starting to see possibly, uh, you know, three, four, five, six players from the academy that really may come through to make it in the first team. And I suspect that's part of the long-term philosophy as well. Uh, alongside, you know, our sort of net spend not being at the top level. I think it's part of the maturity uh, of the ownership and another great testament to the, to the fantastic management of the club. I mean, we're going to talk about, about the individuals, but I mean, I love this Oscar Bob. I've started to see him a little bit more now. He's perhaps the more prominent one after uh, Rico Lewis that's coming through. But as you say, uh, Nigel, they all look great. They all look part of the, the Ajax type philosophy, maybe the Barca philosophy. And oh my goodness, it's, it's, it's come to the Etihad. So uh, really exciting times ahead. Graham, am I getting sort of excited unnecessarily? You know, the, we, we get, you know, good, obviously they're good players. They're at Manchester City. Am I getting overexcited seeing these come through? Or is this a genuine something that we should be celebrating as City fans? Well, certainly celebrating, but uh, tempered a, a tad. We've just let Cole Palmer go, who obviously was the best player of his age group when he was down there. Um, he couldn't get in the team and obviously we've let him go and he's showing what a good player he is down at Chelsea al- along with lots of other guys that have gone. So I would imagine not many of these. I mean, obviously Lewis looks to me like the new Foden as in he's in the team and in the squad and he's there. Um, and Oscar Bob, I agree with Spencer that he's just, a, I mean, he's a superstar in the making. Um, plus he's got the best name, which would be really disappointed if he doesn't go. What a great name to have as a footballer, Oscar Bob. So... Um, it's just, isn't it? It sounds like a, a, a greyhound, doesn't it? It's just brilliant. Um, he's 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 just a wonderful player. Yesterday was interesting though because they started the first thirty minutes, as David said, was about as dull as it gets, and they played him wide right, uh, right on the touchline like they do. And obviously Huddersfield had the the lowest of the low lowest blocks ever with eleven blokes on the edge of the eighteen, and he he didn't know where to go. He looked a little bit lost. And then they they did the thing that they do where they put the two fullbacks further forward and they tucked him inside, sort of playing more of an inside forward in your your world, Nigel, if you remember all that time ago. Yeah, fact, and, my dad my dad told me about it. Yeah, oh, that's right, forward. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he um he looked a lot a lot better there. They tucked him and Grealish in and to the sort of the edge of the eighteen yard box. And he he looked a better player then from that moment onwards. And his ability in tight spaces is remarkable. So uh, that could only be a good thing. I don't, the, the likes of Hamilton and uh, obviously we don't know about the new lad that came on yesterday. It's, it's it, you know, I, I suspect they'll probably end up going elsewhere. It's interesting, David, because uh, Graham talked about Cole Palmer and I had came, had him listed as well. But it's interesting, isn't it, that couldn't get in the team, uh, leave City and, and does start to shine a little bit at, at Chelsea. Um maybe wasn't quite good enough at City. And and, and as, as Graham rightly says, you know, they're not all going to make it, are they? But it's still a fantastic situation to have sort of four Mancunians and, and five lads all from the academy make it on the pitch at the same time, almost half the team, in an FA Cup tie and, and, and winning 5-0. It's, it's, it's credit to the club, credit to the academy. It's, uh, it's something we should be proud of, surely. Yeah. Well, first of all, Palmer... Would Palmer get in the side? I'm not sure if he would. So letting him go probably was the right thing. Um, what we haven't... Well, two things. First of all, I think Bob will be the biggest superstar out of the five of them. 
the way he finds the lines that no one else does. And Rico, I think, has got great potential, but I think he's got a lot more learning to do. Uh, I think he makes a few errors, and he, he's not – I think Bob's the one who's impressed me the most. Um, and he's already – I think he's already played for Norway. Also, I don't know how many players are out on loan at the moment. Now, I know Tommy Doyle's been playing brilliantly for Wolves, scored an amazing goal, uh, but they've given him a um, a release clause of 4.9 million, <laughs> which that was very low, and I'm, I'm, I'm very surprised about that because I think Wolves will snap him up. But I'm not sure how many other players are out on loan at the moment. I get a bit lost, there's that many. So I, I can't remember any of the really great ones. I think that Mika guy, uh, Mika Hamilton, is really good, and I hope we keep him because I think he's got huge potential. So, I think uh, James, is, is, J, is James McAtee one of the ones who's still out on loan? Yes, he's brilliant. Apparently, he's playing brilliant as well. Yeah, yeah, he he's highly, highly rated. So, uh, he's he's definitely one that was always on the radar. So, we've probably got three more out there who could be coming back who are. Again, brilliantly. And we, we had the star of the England under-17 when they went for the World Cup. And I can't remember his name. But there was one star out there who was apparently the superstar. Um, and that bugs me. I can't remember his name. That's another one because how many of the under-17s England set up? I think there's three or four City guys. How many of those are coming through? And they're only 17 or 16. So, yeah. They've got um, the youth team have got their FA Youth Cup against West Ham on Friday night. West Ham are the holders and we are travelling there to play at their training ground this Friday, which I thought I might go to because I've got not much else to do this week. So, um, so yeah, we'll see see what they're like on Friday night because West Ham are, if you remember, they won the FA Youth Cup and then they had the playoffs between West Ham and City last year. For the they won the Southern League and we won the Northern League and we beat them over two legs, I believe, or was maybe just one game. I don't know, but um, I know we beat them. But it was a fairly tight affair, and they're, they're, they were jolly decent last year, West Ham. So it should be a good game. You'll have to come back and report on that one, Graham, in yeah. another three three years' time when, you, <laughs> when you're back on. Um, it would be good to know, hear about that. But yeah, when invited, a, Nigel. When invited, have a safe trip. Um, let's, let's just continue this with Oscar Bob then, Spencer, as well. And I think we're all in agreement because he's the one, I think I touched, I think I mentioned him last week, actually, as the one that stood out for me almost ahead of Rico Lewis. I Listen, it's very early days for both these guys, of course, and I don't want to be critical of such a talent. But it is Oscar Bob for me that does seem to stand out as being a very special talent. Well, I, I do agree. And funnily enough, my son Anthony, who, who's made his, made his debut on this a few weeks ago, was actually the one that really said, you know, when he started in his first few games for City, he really is one to watch. Um, and I don't know if he's, he's has he played for Norway. I think he might have done all right. times, apparently. You know, um, again, a fantastic talent. And I mean, we'll go back to a lot of things he's done on the pitch. But that pass uh, for Foden, and uh, I think it was the Everton third goal. Yeah, I mean, that was an incredible run from Foden. And for that. Uh, communication to happen between the players and for, for Oscar Bob to, you know, roll it back and just uh, push it through. I mean, that that that's a, that, that pass alone is a, is a special talent. Uh, and then against Huddersfield, yeah, he's got those moments. I mean, if it was that uh, chance he created, I think, went off Lewis that, that didn't come to anything. But And then the interchange with, with KDB for that fourth goal and lots of other things. He just, he, he, he you know, he's got a very uh, gliding style on the pitch, um, it seems to be a, a you know an old head on young shoulders, um, and yeah, we really, really, really like the look of him. I think he's uh, how many times has he played for City? A dozen, you know, or been on a dozen times. He, he's really made an impact. 
All right, let's, should we look forward then to uh, the weekend then? So we're off to the oil club, as I described them, sort of trying to buy the league with, with oil money. I hate, I hate that. Uh, Newcastle United, of course, um, who have struggled a bit recently. Um, a lot of people tip them for challenging for honours this year and it hasn't quite come off. How, how do you see this one ahead of, uh, ahead of the weekend, David? Your thoughts ahead of the, uh, the Newcastle game? What are you hoping for? It does seem to be. We always seem to get these teams that are off form starting to pick up just when we play them. <laughs> but uh, it's a bit hard to say because I did see some, you know, they, they were much better against Sunderland, but um, that doesn't mean anything. Um, have they got, We I suppose what they got was a bit of confidence back, which always helps anyone. Um, like we got, um, I think it's going to be a tough game. I mean, Last year, they gave us a really hard game, didn't they? I think that was a 3 all, and they were 3-1 up. So um, I think it's going to be a really hard game. I don't think it's, it's going to be harder than I think we're giving people that chance to think they we should easily beat them, but I don't think that's going to be the case. I think it's uh, KDB was talking today, and I think he's sort of giving us an indication he's probably not going to start. I think he's still got a little bit of recovery to do. Uh, whether that's just kind of talk that's going to sort of lull Newcastle into a false sense of security, Spencer. But I think uh, all the indications are he's probably going to start on the bench. Um, y- your thoughts in terms of selection and how Pep might sort of line up against the Newcastle side, if indeed that's true, that De Bruyne is going to start on the bench? Well, well, we'll see, but it's likely that he'll make some appearance. I mean, he, he looked very, very alive yesterday, didn't he? And he came off at the end looking with a big smile on his face. So we'll expect him to play. And I think that will be quite inspiring for the team, actually, uh, on the back of uh, sort of the recent good run of form and, and this sort of momentum that we're starting to get. Um, I frankly think whatever uh, New, uh, Newcastle put out there, I think will give them uh, give them a, give them a strong game. It won't be easy against them. I mean, they're, they're a good team. They've got players that have come from other clubs, like Anthony Gordon, who looks so much better at Newcastle than he did uh, at Everton. You know, their, their their form can be a little bit up and down, can't it? They've got some injuries. Um, they've been playing in Europe, and so you don't quite know what Newcastle team are going to find. Uh, but they're a tight unit. They've got a good manager. They'll give us a, they'll give us a strong game, I think. But I, I think we'll have uh, more than enough at the end of the day to to to, to, to win there. I, I know you're a great. Uh scholar of other teams graham you you always uh, have great knowledge of uh, how they line up and where their strengths and weaknesses are what are, what are your thoughts ahead of the weekend well i watched the sunderland game um and they were far better in sunderland sunderland were very poor actually but that's another issue um <clears throat> and they i noticed they've obviously got players coming back from injury um compared to where they were, say, two or three weeks ago. Having said that, I watched them. I know that they're much better at home than they are away. They were appalling against Liverpool and should have been beaten six or seven. They were really poor. Um, so, But I imagine with a home crowd and a few players coming back, it will be a tough test. But if, to be honest with you, wherever we go, if we play well, we'll win. That's the key. And how much do you think uh, De Bruyne or what sort of part De Bruyne will play? Is, you oh, see he'll be on the bench. I think they made that all very clear yesterday, didn't they? Uh, Pep was saying he'd be better in the second half when games were opening up and, uh, you know, slowly but surely sort of attitude, which is obviously the right way to go. So, if you know, I, we'll, well, I suspect we'll see him at some point, but um, I don't think, listen, we're, we're what, what are we, third in the league and we're in the last 16 in Europe. We've just won, the, we've just become the world champions and De Bruyne hasn't played. So, you know, I don't think it matters that much. Uh, and we seem to be winning without Haaland. And obviously, 
during these games when we've been playing, like Everton, for example, away, when we were fabulous, um, you still have to look at it and you say, well, we haven't got De Bruyne tonight and we haven't got Haaland tonight. And they would get in any team in the world. In fact, they are probably your first two picks of our team that would get in any team in the world. So it is quite good, but we're doing really, really well. And you've got these two guys to come. So as I say, they'll probably stick to the basic, you know, silver and all that will come back. And I would imagine that they'll stick to pretty much the 11 or 12 or 13 they've been using. All right. Well, listen, we are still kind of pretty much in the first week of 2024. Um, you've just talked about the fact that we won, what, five trophies in 2023. Um, it's probably the best year we've ever had. Just just looking forward to 2024, just a bit of fun here. Um, and I'll do this, to, I guess, over the, over the next few weeks, I think, in terms of looking at this year again. Five trophies this year. Very difficult. Where do you go from there? There's only one place you go, really. I suppose we could. We can't win the League Cup, so you know that's not going to happen, is it? So it's uh, it's still a it's five or four or three or two or one. What did, uh, where are we going with this, David? Is this kind of uh, is this our season to have a bit of a dip and have a bit of a lull? No team's ever won four Premier League titles on the bounce. There's a reason for that, so we're probably not going to win that. The FA Cup knockout tournament, we're out the League Cup, so maybe it's our our year for nothing this year. Maybe semi final of the Champions League. Where, where where are you going with this, David? How confident are you feeling? Well, if our defence were a bit better, but watching Diaz at the moment worries me. I'm not sure if Kanji's injured now. Stones isn't around so much. He kept. I, I'm worried about the defence, and I think that's going to be our problem. And I think that might prevent us winning. We might win one this year, but with I can't see us winning more unless we get that defence a bit more solid. Uh, Diaz, again yesterday, he's getting turned time in, time out. He had some eight kid turning him inside out yesterday. And I, I don't know where we go with this at the back because it's a problem. Uh, Guardiola is okay. He has good games and bad games and he, he drifts in and out. Is he a centre-half? And if he is, why are we not playing Aki at left back? Um, I, I don't know where we're going at the back and that's going to be our problem. I can always rely on you to bring the mood down, David, as we come to the end of another week's show. You know, fight, you know we are world club champions, champions of Europe, won the treble in England. And but that was last year you asked me about this year. We got, I was going to say, and, and about this year, we'll, we'll win one this year if we're yeah. lucky because we've got a shit defence. So that's all I'm saying. But thank you, David. I've known you <laughs> a long time. I'd expect nothing, nothing Look, else. Reedy, if, Reedy, date, I want to be yeah, wrong. If I'm wrong, you'll thank me for being wrong, won't you? I won't thank you at all. I'll be miserable as hell. But uh, Reedy, <laughs> just from five to one is where your friend David's coming from. Are you? in a, Because Akanji's shit, apparently. That's, uh, that's the problem. Well, I, I, I agree about Diaz. And I've got a theory, but it's a weird theory. I mean Diaz, sorry. I mean Diaz, sorry. Forgive me. Yeah, yeah. Diaz. Um, <clears throat> I have got a theory. He's, I saw him on the front page of The Sun about three months ago with some yeah. model from oh, I've never heard of before. Yeah. And from that moment of seeing that picture, he suddenly decided that he's not as good as he used to be. And I agree. I mean, yesterday he got turned twice and the goalkeeper helped him out twice in the second half. And, and this isn't this isn't Bayern Munich centre forward or or Liverpool centre forward. This is the blown place for Huddersfield. So he, he he seems to be diving in a lot, but that's obviously well known. Um, as far as trophies are concerned, cups are cups. Listen, you get someone sent off in a FA Cup or a Champions League semi final, a bad decision, but you could lose the game. So you can't really predict you're going to win any cups ever. Um, the one that counts, the one that's important, is the Premier League. And if they have everybody fit, they'll win it. So one one plus. One plus whatever cup they can manage to win. I don't know. I have no idea. 
Premier League, Spencer, you're nodding in agreement with the Premier League. That's the one we're going for. Let's be the first team to do four on the trot. No, I don't disagree with that. I mean, if we're on form and we stay free of injuries to, to key players, absolutely no reason at all now. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with Graham. I think until two or three games ago, you thought, well, you know, we're, we're, we're up and down, uh, even for City. But all the other teams, Liverpool have got weakness, Arsenal have shown weakness. Um, uh, so I think that if, I think City are likely to go on, on a winning run and, and are likely to win the Premier League. I agree with that. Um, I'm, I'm getting excited, a bit more excited now about the Champions League, actually. Um, we've got Copenhagen in the last 16. I think that will see us through to the quarters. Uh, and again, in Europe, I think um, on our day, absolutely, we can beat anybody. And I, I just, I have a hunch whether, you know, we might be, you know, up for two big trophies this year. Um, I'm not quite as negative on DS as, um, as David is, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. David's negative on everything. We're going to win one trophy as far as David Blaine is concerned. It's been a joy and a pleasure. Thank you to my three guests, to Spencer Debson, to David Blakeney, and the returning Graham Reed. This is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.